Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and over there is the mashed potatoes and gravy to my turkey. <laughs> Christopher. Yes, Chris he is. I um how you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. Uh I'm pleased that we're uh almost exactly a, a day late, uh if you want to look at it that way, that we got to take some time off for the uh Thanksgiving holiday, uh to give thanks to all that we are thankful for <laughs> and uh you know cowboys won um whatever yeah, i'm gonna spend the, spend the evening with my buddy having some drinks and talk fantasy football what could be better that is right we are doing this the day after thanksgiving and i am i have had my second thanksgiving in a row today i'm full i haven't had leftovers full. today we had a bunch of hors d'oeuvres i guess you could call them. We had some dip and some cheese and crackers and summer sausage and i just did that for lunch honestly right on right on um so your Thanksgiving was pretty good? Right. It was great. I mean, it was a little low-key in terms of uh, size. Just me and my immediate family, wife and two kids, uh, plus my mother-in-law. I uh, had some uh, sickness going around as far as the uh, three-pronged pandemic, if you want to call it that, with uh, yep, 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 uh, yep. flu, COVID, and RSV. Uh, not all in my household. We managed to get over everything by the time Thanksgiving rolled around, but uh, extended family, uh, nieces, nephews, laws, etc. So, yeah, yeah. Are y'all related? Um, no, we are not, sir. Oh no. <laughs> Anyways, um, my, like I said, I, my parents are divorced. I had, a, I had one with my mom yesterday and one with my dad today. I did more or less all the cooking on both. It, everything turned out very good. Simple but tasty food. Um, we don't do various extravagant things, you know. Um, anyways. So we are amazing fantasy football. Uh, this this episode comes with one giant caveat that there were three games played yesterday of course, of course, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, some of my guys are going to be a little, I don't know, almost a little redundant just because like I, I honestly I wanted to say Devin Singletary yesterday. Thankfully, not because he didn't do very good. I hope um, I make a mental error like that. I'm pretty sure I, I, I wanted did. To, I wanted to like have. Dawson Knox be one of my tight ends, thankfully, because I don't think he did very good. No, I think he scored a touchdown. I think um, off the top of my head. I wanted to do like Zeke or, or Pollard, um, you know, Alexander Madison, uh, you know, just as kind of a dart throw. He he was all right. But anyways, uh, so yeah, with like with three games out of the way, that kind of limits us to, you know, 13 other games. So you know, what was what was the fantasy, uh, you know, problems for us? But but on the least. flip side, uh, while bye weeks are not done, there are no teams on bye this week. I think I think next week is the last week of bye weeks. Might be two, thirteen and four. Uh, yep, you're right. You're two week, two more weeks. Um, because week fourteen of all reason of all two things. I know, I know. Yeah, week I think 14. they're working their way towards two buys spread out a little better and going up to eighteen games in the next couple of seasons. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so Chris, I believe you got some news for us. That I do. Why don't you that I hit, do. hit us with some news? Um, somewhat in uh, order of position, as sometimes we'd like to do, sometimes we don't. We don't care. Uh, Bears are listing quarterback Justin Fields with a separated shoulder as questionable for Sunday's game versus the Jets. I don't have any nuance to kind it of get a feel for whether like he's, he's going to play from what yes. I heard, but, and it's in right. his non-throwing shoulder. So correct. Good, good distinction. Uh, Sean McVay rules out Stafford for week 12 versus the chiefs concussion. Uh, Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson with a hip is off the injury report and good to go against the Jags. Uh, the Texans will in fact start Kyle Allen this week versus the dolphins. Davis mills has been benched. Uh, speaking of bench quarterbacks, 
Uh, Zach Wilson is benched for Week 12. Speaking of bad quarterbacks, Mike White. Yeah, right. Well, start in front of, instead of him. Good point. Good point. Uh, more bad quarterback news. Uh, the Panthers announced that quarterback Sam Darnold will start on Sunday. His chance to make an impression for next season. Bad. Impression? <laughs> what is their backup? Good impression. <laughs> Yeah, their bridge uh, quarterback as they draft a quarterback in the first round because yeah, because they they've got a really horrible record too, and they should get a decent pick. I mean, they still have that pick. Yeah, yeah. Plus, they have yeah. uh, second from San Fran for CMC. First, yes, second, yes. Second. Second. second, and then some other uh, stuff. I'm uh, guessing that they'll ahead. probably try and trade up to get a guy they want. We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. keep rolling. Uh, head coach Zach Taylor told reporters that running back Joe Mixon with a concussion is out Sunday versus the Titans, while wide receiver Jamar Chase with a hip, uh, going on like four weeks now, I think, will be a game time decision. This week five, maybe. I think it's four. This might be week five. I think there's I w- a bye week in there too. I think I expected him back next week because why not put him on IR if you're gonna miss four I weeks? That was last week. Anyway, so let's keep going. Could have been. Could have been. Josh Jacobs uh, with an ankle gets a surprise questionable tag. I think that's only a day Ooh, old. Zamir White. We might be able to see some Zamir White finally. Speaking of rookie running backs named White, Leonard Fournette is a doubtful. For, I'm pretty sure he's out. I thought that was, I confirmed that. Uh, it says doubtful for week 12. I, I'm, okay. I'm going to go with that for now. That's all but out, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought for he was going to play. Like, they were talking last week like he was going to play this week. Turns out not. That's okay. You know. Whatever. They get the Browns for y'all. That's Mason? such a good matchup. More yeah. about that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not surprised. Um, where are we? Another doubtful running back. Raheem Mostert listed as doubtful with a knee injury. Uh, More on that in a little bit. <laughs> right. The Broncos are waving running back Melvin Gordon. More on that in a little bit. <laughs> His time in Denver. Yeah, more on that later on. Just. Whatever. Do, you, do we want to just get my guys out of the way right no, now? No, no. <laughs> uh, Chiefs placed running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire on injured reserve due to his More high ankle sprain. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> He's now out a minimum of four weeks, of course. Uh, Doug Peterson says Daryl Henderson won't play versus the Ravens. Newsflash. Daryl Henderson was waived by the Rams and picked up by the Jaguars. Uh, Mike Williams with an ankle was ruled out for week 12 versus Arizona. Keenan Allen oh. with a hamstring got in a full practice. Uh, more on him later. Uh, the Cardinals expect Marquise Brown to be activated off IR and to play Sunday against the Chargers per head yep. coach, per new newly extended head coach, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Will be the first game together with DeAndre Hopkins. And related news, Kyle Murray, Kyler, Kyle, <laughs> Kyler Murray is also back and will start after missing the last couple of weeks with a hamstring injury. Chiefs ruled out wide receiver Kadarius Tony with a hamstring for Sunday's game. Juju uh, concussion opens with a full practice on Wednesday. I'm going to assume he got another full practice on Thursday. Don't have that readily available right now. Yeah, AJ Brown with a reports take a little bit. Uh, AJ Brown with an illness uh, returned to practice on Friday. Mm-hmm. Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler not practicing Wednesday. They're de- looking. Jerry very Judy much is out. listed as out. Yeah, I was about to say. I think I confirmed later on that he was out. My bad. Mm, KJ Hamler's not looking too good either. Yeah, he wasn't looking Giant. too good when he was healthy anyway. So right, whatever. Yeah, the team. Uh, Giants rookie wide receiver Wendell Robinson tore his ACL and is out for the season. That is such a bummer. Yeah, he was but pretty it, good. I, I, and, and, you know, but not Slay- to... Slayton's been pretty good, too. So, hey, what, how, what did he do yesterday? I, I didn't even. Not look. so great. Uh, uh, I mean, 
damn. Somewhere around seven, eight, or nine fantasy points. Nothing to sneeze at, but uh Could you? I had some options I was considering over him that I chose over him before, obviously, the game was played. The Lions are designated rookie wide receiver Jamison Williams to return from Pup. Uh, sources. Falcons standout tight end Kyle Pitts is believed to have suffered a torn MCL that would require surgery. This is following his MRI today. A brutal blow to one of the game's best young blah, 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 blah. He'll have a second opinion before deciding what's next. So, I don't know. Not a whole lot of games left, but yeah, especially with fantasy. Uh, a little bit of def defense news because Josh loves that. Uh, Bill star Von Miller was diagnosed with a knee sprain based on the initial exams, source said, but the MR will tell us the full story. It's a torn meniscus. I saw it on the ESPN ticker earlier today. Oh, okay. And a knee Anyways. Sprain? That's the same thing as an East Brain, I think. Oh, and you know, an, you're absolutely right. And in other related... <laughs> Way to uh, make it sound worse, ESPN. <laughs> right. So uh, my first guy this week, Chris, is James Conner. Nice. Uh, three, three weeks ago, he returned from his uh, three-and-a-half-week absence. He was eased back into the fold, though. You know, he saw just 71% of the snaps versus the uh, uh, the card snaps versus Seattle. A week later, he got 96%. That was two weeks ago. He ripped off two touchdowns and 69 nice yards, of course. Nice. Uh, did a Monday night football just four days ago. He pulls out 11.4 points versus a very tough San Francisco D. So I'm calling that one a victory right there. He was in on only 77% of the card snaps, but I have a feeling that if the cards were actually like kind of close in that game, Connor probably would have played a little bit more. Um, you know, they're probably still like kind of saving him his health a little, little bit. Um, but this week, the, the counter is going up against the Chargers, who are giving up the second most rushing yards, the fifth most rushing touchdowns. So, as you focus on the fantasy play playoffs, or as your focus on the fantasy playoffs aims, start counter this week. His first name, James. <laughs> That's some Dr. Nice. Seuss shit right there. <laughs> yeah, right. The, in the, the, in the uh, way in which it was said. Yep. My first uh, favorite five wide receiver of the evening. Again, I like to usually go in descending order. Uh, Keenan Allen versus Cardinals in this very same game. Ooh, ooh. Uh, okay. Mike Williams uh, with an ankle as it did not practice all week. And questionable as of now, but all but confirmed. All but confirmed out, I guess, is the way I'm, what I'm trying to say. In Keelan Downs oh, first bank game back on a pitch count, uh, he logged a 68% snap share with a about five of his eight targets for 94 yards, no was touchdowns. That, stat sorry line. to interrupt, but was that mm -hmm. last week you're talking about? Yep. yep. Okay. Eight targets, five catches, 94 yards, no TDs, uh, though he did have a key fumble. Still... That stat line and the fact he didn't re-aggravate his hamstring injury is enough to convince me he's back to 100%. The Cardinals' best corner, Byron Murphy, has been ruled out for this game, his third in a row with a back injury, and Buda Baker has been nursing a high ankle sprain since week nine, but has been playing through the pain. The Cardinals are fresh off. That doesn't make sense. Yes, Cardinals is who they're playing. Sorry, that's the Chargers, Cardinals, the C messed me up. The Cardinals are fresh off giving up four passing touchdowns to Jimmy G., and a passing score to Van Jefferson versus the Rams with no Stafford or Cup the week before that. With what Mike Williams all but ruled out and having not practiced all week with an ankle injury, I like Keenan Allen and Herbert to be on the same page, and I see Allen as a low-end wide receiver one slash high-end wide receiver two this week. 
another guy we're about to talk about here in just a second. Want to talk oh. about Kenneth Walker? Let's talk about Kenneth Walker, Chris. I That's think right, you're up, Chris. Right? Yep, go ahead. I am picking Kenneth Walker the third versus the Las Vegas Raiders, and I'm picking on the Raiders again because that's just like my hobby in this show, apparently. <laughs> I'm not going to roll through work. all of the running back stats here, or the, the Raiders' defensive stats, but one thing I did find interesting, over the last three weeks, uh, Kenny the third has seen his targets double each week. He had one, then three, then six. That's... Anyways, that's not quite double, but you get my point. Um, why do I bring this up? The Raiders are allowing the third most receptions and the second most receiving yards to running backs. So far, Kenneth Walker is RB19 on the season. So you're starting him regardless. And he'd probably be even higher if he was actually named the starter over Rashad Penny to begin Sooner. with. Also, right. he's mi- did he miss any? No, I don't think he missed any. I don't think he did. He just got a slow start, but that's fine. Um but you definitely don't expect the turd while starting Kenneth Walker, the third. The third. Oh, that's my favorite so far. I am very pleased. I'm very pleased. <laughs> and speaking I'm... of being very pleased, on to my second. Oh, no. Fav- oh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you may not like it. I really don't care. <laughs> oh, no. I do. Uh, you were talking about being really pleased. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Keep it. Keep it PG, buddy. Um, PG-13? I don't know. Oh, my chair's a little lower. That's what it is. Punch in a little bit more. Okay. Um, Juju versus the Rams. Oh, real, quick, real quick. I wanted to uh-huh. give you a little pushback on Keenan Allen. You think that he's healthy and then he's going to get a full compliment? Yes. I have, I would have, like me personally, I'd have picked um, Josh Palmer. Like, that dude has been getting a lot of targets. He's been, he's been, he's doing, been, he's been looking. He's been looking good with them, too. I like, mean, he was... I maybe mediocre last week, but I'm not. I'm not saying that should detract. I mean, people have. No, nah, he like okay. His fantasy points might have been oh, mediocre, no, I'm sorry, but, 26, he looked, but he looked. It was the week before that. Uh, he looked still. Then he still looked good doing it, man. Like he's. I, I'm starting to wonder if Josh Palmer is becoming a legit wide receiver too. Well, considering what they have to deal with with both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams' injury uh, uh, frequency, then yeah, they need to cut ties. I just I. I I don't know. I don't want to get too much into nuance, but like Herbert might go to the, you know, stand on the soapbox for Keenan Allen. Maybe not for Mike Williams. I can't, I'm not in his head. I don't, I don't know. know. There's, there's been some, there's been some, uh, reports coming out that that Keenan Allen has been, has been crying a lot about not getting on the field saying he's ready, but then they don't put, they don't play him and everything. There's something weird about this coaching staff. uh, I I do think it's absolutely hundred percent. I mean, if you want to, if you want to take the angle of Palmer, might just be better or they might play him more over Keenan. That's, that's a different animal than saying Keenan's not healthy. I absolutely believe Keenan's healthy. They've okay, waited this long, fine. but oh, no, no, no. Uh, I just I like, I was just saying like, either. if I was in your place, I would have done Palmer. Not that like at Keenan mm-hmm. Allen is I'm not poo pooing your Keenan Allen. I was just saying, no, it's a good talk. Maybe what Josh Palmer, you might, you might dislike my, one of my tight ends then too. <laughs> oh no. Oh, God, no. sorry. Continue on to uh Juju versus the Rams. The Rams are 11th worst. In fantasy points per game given up to the wide receivers on the season. And while they are middle of the road in terms of both passing yards and passing touchdowns surrendered on the season, 14th and 15th uh, best, respectively, one might say, but Chris, Jalen Ramsey is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Wrong. He is allowing a career-high passer rating of of 117 in his last three games and just gave up 84 yards and two scores to the Saints and Andy Dalton. And the Rams as a whole have given up big days to Chris Olave, five for 102 and one, including a, a 53-yard touchdown. Uh, Hopkins, 10 for 98, no touchdowns. 
Uh, they did limit Mike Evans in the, that previous game. Uh, and the Bucks. Uh, I'm sorry, they did limit Mike Evans and the Bucks in Week 9 in the same three-game span. But the week before that, Ayuk had a 6-for-81 and 1 stat line. The point being the Rams aren't playing that well and can be beat through the air. In Juju's last three full games before the concussion, he averaged 8.3 targets, 7.3 receptions, 108.3 yards, and .66 touchdowns. With Tony, uh, hamstring, Hardman, IR, abdomen, and CEH, IR, ankle, all ruled out, I expect Juju to be the key, to be one of the key focal points of the offense alongside Kelsey and Pacheco. Uh, and Juju will be a mid-range wide receiver, too. Who the, who, I'm sorry, who are the Chiefs playing again? The Packers? Rams. Rams. Jalen Ramsey. Rams. Why didn't I put make Pacheco one of mine? Oh, yeah, because I'm not a keen on him. Anyways. He's still um, yeah. on the cusp of, you know, like double-digit fantasy. I don't mind your Juju. I don't mind your Juju take. I don't mind it at all. Um, so this is, you're going to have to bear with me on this next one because I wrote this two days ago, three days ago, mm-hmm. and it is... It's now Rashad White in the news that Leonard Fournette is doubtful and probably won't play. Um, so the Bucks were on bye last week. Um, Fournette got hurt. He's got that hip pointer. Sounds like he's going to miss a week. Um, also, if he hasn't been ruled out already. So um, you know, with last last week, excuse me, um, at Rashad White averaged four point seven seven yards per carry. By last week, I mean week 10. Um, that was uh, his best efficiency on the ground in his still young career. Um, perhaps White has gained the momentum to take over this backfield. I'm not really sure. I, I still think Leonard Fournette's going to be in the mix, but looks like not this week. And the Bucks this week, they're going up against the Cleveland Browns, who are giving up the second most points per game to running backs, the third most rushing yards, and tied for the most rushing touchdowns. If Leonard Fournette was playing this week, I would say you could also start Fournette, but this is more like Rashad White, mainly because White is healthy, Fournette was is banged up. So even if he does end up getting on the field, I would maybe play Fournette, but it's more about Rashad White. So, like I said, if there's some positive news about Fournette, you you can play him in this matchup, but I think it's looking mighty bright for Rashad White. Nice, nice. Yeah, as of now, he is listed as doubtful, and the uh, information says a game time decision. So, for for, for it, it, of course. It, I mean, the last time I saw a, a report was from Wednesday's practice, and that Fournette was dealing with some a lot of pain. So, when I saw that, I'm like, this guy ain't playing this week. Nope, I don't think so either. On to my next wide receiver. Chris Olave versus the 49ers. Very similar to the Juju versus Rams analysis. Much of the shine has worn off the Niners. See what I did there? Gold. Uh, Niners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much of the shine, shine has worn off their past defense as of late. They just gave up nine receptions and over 90 yards to two Cardinal receivers last week, including Greg Dortch with Colt McCoy Dorch. as the starter. In week 10, they gave up uh, a score to DeAndre Carter of the Chargers. And in week 8, they had a bye week in week 9. In week 8, they gave up an 8 for 79 and 1 stat line to Cooper Cup. Furthermore, the Niners are 13th worst in fantasy points per game given up to wide receivers. Now, the Niners are elite versus run. 
They are league best, both in terms of fantasy points per game given up to RBs and in rushing yards allowed. That tells me the Saints will have to throw to matriculate the ball down the field. And Alave is the clear beneficiary, averaging 8.3 targets per game, leading all Saints and all rookie wide receivers this season. And, as I mentioned earlier in some other analysis, just took a 53-yard bomb to the house versus Ramsey. I like. I didn't put this here. That's weird. So, so you're all about uh, Jarvis Landry this week? No, Chris Olave. Oh. <laughs> I like Chris Olave as a low end wide receiver too this week. Okay, uh, my next guy up, Chris, is Latavius Murray versus the uh, Carolina Panthers. Chris, ding dong, Melvin Gordon is gone. <laughs> Chase Edmonds has also been put on IR. Um, Murray's been getting in limited practices with a wrist injury, but I'm guessing this is the Broncos being cautious since they're down to the corpse of Latavius Murray and uh, Marlon Mack Zombie at running back. Um, this is 100% about the matchup versus the Carolina Panthers, which uses for me, but the Panthers are giving up the fifth most uh, fantasy points per game, the fourth most rushing yards, and the seventh most rushing touchdowns. Murray isn't the greatest pass catcher, so we won't go into that. Uh, personally, okay. if I'm desperate, I'm grabbing Marlon Mack in case uh, Latavius Murray doesn't play. But this week, I'm going to swallow my pride and let the Bronco Latavius Murray ride. Ride. <laughs> All right. I found my new favorite. That's my new favorite. <laughs> okay. Well, nice. I think you're going to like the next one even better. But go, go ahead. I don't see... You said if he plays? I don't see an injury designation as of now for Mr. Latavius. This Mr. was Murray. a couple of days ago. Like I said, it was just risk. Good. I think oh, it was good. more they were listing something to give them a Man, designation we to give them like a little bit of veteran rest. You know, we were, we were eating turkey and having adult beverages. We we deserved a day off, and the news can go f itself for one day. <laughs> so I do not blame it whatsoever. But uh, that's good to know. I like that talent. On to my next wide receiver, which is Paris Campbell versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Paris Campbell is having a career year now that he is finally healthy and running that's out of the... That's not saying much at all. Now that he's, he's running out of... He's had like 20 catches for 200 yards, and that's a career year. But it's more than that, and you know that. <laughs> he's having a career year that he's finally healthy and running out of the slot for the Colts, in particular with Matt Ryan back as a starter. In Campbell's last four games with Matty Ice under center, he is averaging seven receptions, 68 yards, and has scored three times. Again, four games, has scored three times total, but he's averaging seven receptions and 68 yards. Furthermore, as a slot receiver, Campbell will draw Arthur Mollett in coverage, who ranks as PFF's 106th cornerback. And we all know how bad the Steelers have been versus the pass, or as a team overall. But for a quick reminder, they rank dead last in fantasy points per game, given up to wide receivers, and dead last in passing touchdowns, surrendered. And fourth worst in passing yards surrendered. I like Olave as a low end wide receiver too this week. I hit the button. Yes, I did. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. Sorry, they're kind of um, quick. I'm just my about. last guy, Chris, is Michael Carter versus the Chicago Bears. Carter was an absolute bust last week. Uh, pretty much every Jet was, especially Zach Wilson, so much so that he's getting benched. Yep. Um, it's a pretty good matchup for Carter this week, though. The Bears gave him the fourth most points to running backs. The problem with Carter, though, is that he's averaging only about 50 snaps, 50 of the Jets snaps. Um, so there's that. I like I'm not too keen on that. Uh, Mike White is the Jets starting quarterback for this week. Last year in the three plus games, he started uh, Mike White started in four, but he was injured in the fourth game. Uh, yep. 
as the Jets' starting quarterback. Michael Carter averaged 17.67 points per game last year with Michael Mike White as the starter. In those three, or all four? In those three and a half games. Understood. In those four starts, he averaged 17.67 points per game. That's like it. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's that's why everyone's catching was drafting. passes, right? Uh, it was on the ground too. Okay. Uh, that was 2021. You know when the Jets line was it was banged up last year. It's even worse this year, and the Jets offense has played out a lot differently. But hopefully, with Mike White getting back under center. I like Carter to look more like his 2021 uh, form in week 12. Don't play your your roster with a farter. Start Michael Carter. (laughs) Ah, my last guy of the evening at receiver. My fave five is Cortland Sutton versus the Panthers. Again, folks, I do this in descending order. This is my lowest ranked start of the show at receiver. Russ is bad. Russell Wilson is bad. No doubt. And Sutton hasn't scored a touchdown in six straight games, but does have over 65 yards in half of those six games. So three. And with Jerry Judy missing his second straight game this week with an ankle injury, Sutton will get the looks in the passing game. He's averaging nine targets per game since their week nine bye. So over the past two games, he's averaging nine targets per game. Now, the Panthers are kind of middle of the road in terms of fantasy points per game given up to wide receivers, ranking 14th worst and 12th worst in passing yards surrendered. But they just gave up a career day to Demarcus Robinson of the Ravens with a nine for 128 stat line, no touchdowns. Sutton plays mostly on the left and will get Keith Taylor in coverage, PFF's 73rd rate cornerback, but he also sports 135 passer rating in his coverage. So I like Sutton as a low end flex this week. So if you're desperate, uh, semi-desperate at flex, Sutton, should have a nice game, despite Russell being what he has been. Uh, Chris, I have a secret sixth this week. Okay. Um, this was about Raheem Morris and Jeff Wilson, but Raheem Morris has been, I think he's doubtful at the moment. But uh, anyways. Moster? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he's out. Um, I, well, used both of, I, I used both these guys two weeks ago. So this is just a real quick side note. Um, Chris, I, me- I think I mentioned something earlier this year about Dolphins being the modern greatest show on turf. Statistically, they're third in, t- in total yards per game, um, second in passing yards, sixth fewest rushing yards, though, but sixth most points per game scored, like actual NFL points. That's not bad. Um, the rushing has been better with the addition of Jeff. Um, I was never really much of a Jeff Wilson guy, but this year has turned my opinion around. And like I said earlier about the Dolphins playing the Texans, the key to just destroying the Texans is running the ball. So with Mostert likely out, Jeff Wilson is the guy I'm here to tout. Love it. Love it. I uh, wonder how they rank the best offenses of all time. I mean, obviously there's some subjectivity to it. But also, like, I wonder if they use yards more than points. You think they would use points, right? That would be the key. But I don't know. I mean, the Vikings come to mind with Cunningham, Moss, and Carter. Yeah. Great show on turf, as you said. Anyway, anyway, onward and upward. So that was my last receiver. I'm going to give you my first tight end stream of the week, which is Gerald Everett versus the Ah, that's my Cardinals. first guy. Thought it might be. Thought it might be. We like to target the Cardinals and the Seahawks because they Second worst tight end D right now? I got first, or uh, I'm sorry, I got worst 
but it just depends on which Seattle. Week. I've got Arizona, but it's by literally point one, one tenth of a point. So I guess it depends maybe, on what site you look at. Maybe the I site I, I use, the uh, Cardinals are. Whoa, they are now the. No, they're the second worst. Okay, maybe by I got point that four. Maybe I say that here. Let's see. Anyways, keep going. As mentioned earlier, I expect Keenan Allen is back to 100%, and we'll have a good game. Mike Williams has a practice all weekend, is trending out. Everett ranks as the tight end 14 in fantasy ports per game. But if you take out the week he left with a groin injury, he's averaging 7.76, which would make him the tight end 6. With Goddard, got Goddard, I'm sorry, I say it like that because I, I like this <laughs> Goddard. With Goddard at tight end five, less than a tenth of point ahead of him. So, in effect, he's really the tight end five in, fans, in points per game. If you take up that. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. God, tight ends suck ass. It does. I know. That's why I'm in. You, just wait till you get to my second guy. So, <laughs> um, again, if you take out the groin injury game in which he left, he's averaging 7.76, which makes him about the tight end five, tight end six. So, yeah. Everett sat out last week versus the Chiefs with a groin injury and should be back this week versus the Cardinals, who, as we all know, are awful versus the tight end position, raking dead last in fantasy points per game, given up to tight ends, and have given up the second most passing yard. I'm sorry, second most passing touchdowns on the season and the fourth most passing yards. Start Everett with confidence. Well, I mean, as much confidence as you can have in a tight end not named Travis Kelsey. Gerald Everett was also mine as well. Um... You know, like I, you more, I more or less said that, you know, Mike Williams, he re-aggravated his sprained ankle. Um, I also said that something that I've said earlier. Um, you know, Gerald Everett, he's, according to Sleeper, he's 72% roster, but only 28% started. So, you know, if he's on your bench, yeah, I'd say you could probably start him this week. It's against Arizona. He's got a really mm-hmm. good shot. It's also what comes with a caveat that he plays, too, because he's questionable at the moment. Technically, he's questionable. Yes, sir. Yes. So, with a groin. But it says here on Sleeper, he was cleared to return. So, there we go. Oh, um, I, I'm going to do my next guy, which is it. actually Foster Moreau. I've heard, believe it or not, Morrow. Marrow. It's almost like bone marrow. It's marrow. He said himself. Heard. And it looks exactly like Moreau. I know. I know. These dudes will do what they want. Whatever. <laughs> so I have it that the Seattle is the worst de- tight end defense, um, which is literally the only reason Moreau is here. Last week, I desperately had to start Moreau. I'm going to keep saying Moreau. So F you, Foster Moreau. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, I, I literally <laughs> okay. had to start him last week. It didn't work out too well, but yeah. Melvin Gordon, but uh, Mar- Melvin Gordon, Moreau should be a, should be a must start this week, especially against Seattle. With also Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro both on IR, he's averaging just six points per game. But starting Moreau this week uh, may not for the be starting Moreau may not for be for the meek, but I think you can start him in this matchup this week. My last tight end is Trey McBride. Versus the Chargers. Trey McBride has won the starting tight end position for the Cardinals outright, as evidenced by the fact they demoted Max Williams back down to the practice squad on Tuesday. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about what Trey McBride did in school. Last year, his senior year at Colorado State, he caught 90 passes for 1,121 yards and was named a unanimous All-American and won the John Mackey Award. This is just about as good as it gets for a collegiate tight end season. Period. The Chargers rank as the 8th 
best matchup versus tight ends in fantasy points per game and are tied for eighth worst, having given up 16 passing touchdowns on the season. And while safety Duran James is healthy, a fellow starter Nasir Adderley is doubtful, but on track to play with full participation on Wednesday. But it is a thumb injury. I mean, it doesn't affect his ability to cover greatly, but I still think it's somewhat of a factor. Furthermore, they just gave up three touchdowns to Kelsey. Oh my God. Now he has had a very <sighs> mediocre. That's Travis Kelsey, though. <laughs> ah, fair, fair. Now he has had a very mediocre two games in a row as the starter, despite averaging an 80% snap share over the past two games. That's good. But that was with Colt McCoy at quarterback. Kyler Ooh, is back this week. Good, that's a very good point. Kyler is back this week and has shown an affinity for the tight end position when Ertz was healthy. These two have had their first full practices together with McBride running with the ones. And I expect a coming out party for McBride, particular with Hollywood allegedly playing limited snaps and his first game back from a foot injury suffered in week six. For me, uh, McBride is a borderline tight end one this week. Oh, that's not saying much. But if you need to start, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, I'm excited you know, about it. I'm excited about it. I felt like I found a bit of a gem. See what I did? See what can happen when you push yourself, Chris? I know, right? Remember how downtrodden um, I was I earlier? Have a, I have an honorable <laughs> mention. David Njoku is pretty widely uh, rostered. Rostered. Fair, fair. But he is questionable. Um, he says this, according to Sleeper, he's cleared to play with his uh, ankle and knee. If for some reason he doesn't, I like Harrison Bryant this week against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, according to the website I like to use, is like a, what the 10th worst tight end defense. So, you know, Harrison Bryant is a deep sleeper kind of sort of guy. He's not my sleeper this week, but, you know. My quarterback streamer of the week is your home, not hometown, your favorite team, Matt Ryan versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, I'm picking I on the I thought about it, and I was just like... <laughs> Obviously, I'm picking on the Steelers a little bit here. There, there, there's a point. There, there's a method. Uh, now, flat out, Matt Ryan is nothing more than a matchup-based streamer, as evidenced by his eight-point dud last week versus the Eagles. But yeah. the Eagles are an awful matchup for quarterbacks, ranking best in both passing yards surrender and fantasy points per game given up to quarterbacks. This week, however, as I mentioned, he gets the Steelers. The other Pennsylvania NFL franchise is Practically a mirror opposite of the Eagles in regards to passing defense and fantasy points given up. They mirror rank fourth. Opposite. Mirror opposite. Yeah. They're not literally worst, but they were at one point this season. They rank fourth worst in passing yards and fifth worst in fantasy points per game given up to QBs. They just gave up four touchdowns to Burrow last week. They did hold Andy Dalton in check in week 10, but gave up another four touchdowns to Jalen Hurts the week, the game before that. At only 20% rostered, Matty Ice is the definition of available. And if you're in a bad spot at QB this week, and I expect him uh, I expect him to flirt with QB1 status this week versus the porous Steelers defense. Okay. Uh, my quarterback stream of the week, Chris, is hold your nose, and you may think me dumb for this suggestion. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. It is Tater Higgins. Uh, oh Hennigan's scored uh, 5.44 points versus the Eagles and then uh, only 6.84 points versus the Texans last week. You might have thought Houston, you know, being the great matchup for the commander's quarterback, but the commanders did what a lot of teams do. They just ran all over the Texans. 
So despite all this, the commanders have thrown their support behind Taylor Heineke. Dude, you did it right. Damn it, I did it right. I, said his, <laughs> I accidentally said his name right. Anyways, uh, the, the Falcons are giving the eighth most point, points to quarterbacks and the most passing yards. So with all that said, Taylor Henson may not be a screamer, but he's my quarterback streamer. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, what do I have next? I've got my sleeper of the week, right? Yeah. Yep. My sleeper of the week is one Samaj P. Ryan versus the Tennessee Titans. With Mixon Mixon sitting out due to a concussion sustained last week versus the Steelers, P. Ryan is slated to start for the Bengals and looked good last week in relief of of Mixon after he left. Now, both Mixon and P. Ryan struggled on the ground, but excelled greatly through the air. With Mixon posting a 3-for-3 for 42 yards stat line before he left and P. Ryan posting a ridiculous four for four for 52 yards and three touchdowns through the air stat. Oh, is it three? Yeah, he scored three. All three of his touchdowns were through the air. Now what's more promising is the Titans most recent performances versus pass catching backs out of the backfield. Titans last few games versus pass catching running backs. Uh, Last week, Packers backs seven catches for 30 yards. Not too crazy, but Hey, seven catches is three and a half points and a half point PPR. Next, uh, Broncos backs, including Melvin on the couch, Gordon, uh, seven catches for 69 yards. The father of your firstborn child, yep. (laughs) Right, seven catches for 69 yards for the Broncos backs. Nice. No touchdowns. Uh, And then the previous game from that, uh, for the Chiefs backs, eight catches for 58 yards, zero touchdowns. Now that excludes a six-yard shovel pass on a jet sweep from the six-yard line to Nicole Hardman for whatever that's worth. What is it you shuffle? Look? Shovel. Oh no, I said I meant to say shovel. I I, I I honestly don't know. I'm asking a legit question. Is it I'm shovel or is it shuttle? It's shovel, like, like shoveling a grave. Oh, that got dark quick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a shovel pass because sometimes you just scoop it underhanded to him like it's a shovel. You shovel underhanded. Okay. But I'm I, not I sure. Never know. Um, anyway, like I said, for what it's worth, I mean, Michael Harmon's obviously a receiver. Shovel pass is technically a pass, but it was a jet sweep, and it's kind of like a run for whatever it's worth. Yep. Point being... It, the ball goes forward, so it's a pass. Right. Point being, the Titans are... Uh, well, I'll get to that here. At only 57% rostered for Samaj P. Ryan, despite Chris Evans returning, and quite frankly, the Titans being excellent versus the run, I like P. Ryan as a sneaky flex play this week. But like I said, don't forget, Titans are really good versus the run. But this is a pass-catching pass catching back approach. That's why I'm giving you a pass on this. But otherwise, I wouldn't call him much of a sleeper with mixing out. But, you know. 57% rostered. I'll let, I'll let it slide. <laughs> I'm letting it slide. My sleeper this week is not necessarily a starter, but I just... He's a guy who's a sleeper who could potentially break out for more than 10 points for you. And that is DeAndre Carter. It's and, and this also comes with if your team, if your league does do points for um, kick returns. Special teams, you, okay. Quick, yeah, special team yardage and everything. DeAndre Carter there, he, he returns punts. Um, and I think kickoff too, but I think it's just punts. Anyway, so he plays for the Chargers, of course. He's been that kind of wide receiver two slash three with... Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in and out of the lineup, you know, for the Chargers. And he's been not that great. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He does in the last three weeks. He's only scored up been above 10 points once, 
with a and he scored a touchdown that week. But you know, he's I mean, even last week he was in on eighty over eighty percent of the snaps. He's been on eight. I mean, over the last four games the Chargers have played, he's been over eighty percent of the snaps. Anyways, he's running the routes. He's just he's pretty quick. He's not very big. I didn't realize he was only five eight jeepers. Um, like I said, I. he's not very big, but you know, he's out there and, he, and he's playing some decent, like real life football. So, and it, they're, and they're playing the Cardinals too. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's that Chris, you think that Keenan Allen is 100% healthy and he's going to be a factor this week. I think it's more Josh Palmer, nothing to really fight out fight about, but I think there's also room for Deandre Carter to potentially, you know, do some good for for the Chargers this week. So the yeah, no, Carter's my nothing sleeper. Nothing about it. It's just matter this guy I, or that. Yeah, and like I don't really like I said I don't know if I like you're gonna start Carter, but if bigger leagues and you know you're desperate, I could think of worse guys to start. You know, you could start Kenny Galladay. We have That's been amazing fantasy show. football. You can follow me at Josh AFFB. On Twitter, you can follow Chris at at AFFB Chris. Did I mess it up? No, you got it right. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, I really thought hard that time. Um, you can check out our Discord; it'll be in the show notes. Uh, anyways, uh, we've like I said, we've been amazing fantasy football. Uh, check out the Sunday morning stream where we go over last minute uh, mm-hmm. injury news and lineup questions. And as always, normally the show is on Thursday nights at eight PM. Because of Thanksgiving yesterday, we did it on Friday, Friday. this week. So I worked wanted out, to do a show well. before Thanksgiving about the Thanksgiving games, and I just ran out of time and didn't even didn't even bother proposing it to Chris. So, you know, hey, we have lives outside of this. We don't make money off of it. We do it for our own amusement and for you as well. You know, uh, so, consider me amused. <laughs> I didn't say your amusement. I said their amusement. Said our amusement. Did you say their amusement? Oh, okay. Well, it was kind of a, a, a like a royal like hour. Uh, Anyways, so <laughs> yeah, uh, check come back on Sunday morning at ten a.m. Central, Central time. time. Yep. So, until then, good luck, everyone. Later.